Welcome to the 13th episode of Football Introspection. I am your host, Anati. And yeah, um, today's episode will be slightly a bit different because there's not much football that has been played over the past week or so. So yeah, just um, stay tuned. Um, there's some kind of like information I'd like to get from you guys, more interactive um type of things that i'd like to um hear or get from the opinions type vibe from you guys but yeah you'll hear later on in the episode so yeah i hope you enjoy it all right um let's get into the recap and yeah there was only one game in the top five leagues that we follow and that was between anger and angers and Saint-Étienne. And then Etienne won that game 1-0. And yeah, another five points off um, Bordeaux that's in safe in relegation. So Saint Etienne are last. And then, yeah, five points off Bordeaux. And then we will look at AFCON fixtures as well now because they were the only ones who actually had like more than one game. <laughs> but yeah, so Guinea lost to Gambia 1-0. So these are the round of 16 um, fixtures that are we're continuing. So yeah, Guinea lost 1-0 to Gambia. Cameroon beat Comoros Islands 2-1. And in this game, Vincent Ababaka has now overtaken Eto as Cameroon's all-time, well, all-time, but scored the most goal for Cameroon in a single AFCON tournament which is six. Eto's record was five. So yeah, um, Obavaka has now scored in all four matches that Cameroon have played. So it was a brace in the first two. The third group game was one goal, but then now the round of 16 also one goal. That's his six. And then yeah, Comoros had to play with an outfield player in goal because they had COVID cases and it was unfortunate because they, the second-choice keeper had tested negative. I think it was a false positive when he tested negative, but he was still forced to isolate for five days. So, yeah, that's unlucky for them. But, yeah, them so ended up losing the game 2-1. So, yeah, unfortunate for, for them. And then Senegal beat Cape Verde 2-0. Um, yeah, that's four clean sheets. Um, in a row, and then the two goalkeepers of Senegal have shared two two clean sheets each. And yeah, because Mendy's now has been back from his positive COVID test. And then Morocco beats Malawi two one. <laughs> and then um, Ashraf Hakim has got a free kick. And then they asked him if he'll try and take any free kicks there at um, PSG. And then he said, no, it'll be tough because there's Messi and there's Mbappe and I'm guessing Neymar as well. I never knew Mbappe takes free kicks, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if they even give him a chance to take a free kick or two. Um, yeah, then we we'll go on to one of the bigger games of the round of 16, Ivory Coast versus Egypt and Egypt won the game on penalties 5-4, so the game ended 0-0 and then yeah, they went to penalties 5-4. Then Eric Bailly, <laughs> Eric Bailly missed um, the penalty, but yeah, it was a no-look penalty. So 
yeah i don't know what he was trying to do but it didn't work out so yeah um mali and equatorial guinea paid out a normal draw as well but equatorial guinea went through on penalties 6-5 so yeah that's another uh, or an upset and yeah that is the recap on our round of 16 in afcon so on to what's next and let's stay in afcon so the quarterfinals will be played this weekend um will be gambia versus cameroon Burkina Faso versus tunisia and then the big game of the quarterfinals will pair two north african giants against each other so it'll be egypt versus morocco and then Senegal versus Equatorial Guinea. Um, if I'm to make like a quick prediction on who I think will be in the semis, I would say Cameroon, Tunisia, Morocco, and Senegal. Um, yeah, I think that'll be the the semis. And then we'll see the predictions just before if I'm correct. And then we'll see the prediction for that for for the finals. We'll see that after um, the quarterfinals has taken place. And yeah, so for y'all that might not know, there is some international football that is being played. Um, it is an uh, international break. And it's because FIFA have decided to give um, the other confederations like um, CONCAF, the um, South America, um, AFC, a chance to catch up. So AFC Asia and Oceano, so the Australia sides there. So they're giving them a chance to um, catch up in terms of the, there were some matches that were postponed earlier on in September. Like last, last year, September, there were matches that were postponed, international fixtures that were postponed for the World Cup qualifiers. So now FIFA has given them a chance to catch up. So most European countries are not playing um, any matches I know Italy for example are so like Mario Balotelli has been recalled for the first time since 2018 but yeah so in South America we will have for example tonight we have Ecuador Ecuador versus Brazil then tomorrow morning or tomorrow we'll have Paraguay versus Uruguay Chile versus Argentina and Colombia versus Peru and then there's more other qualifiers like the AFC and CONCAF that are playing um, today and tomorrow and over the weekend. But yeah, I'll let you guys know if anything like exciting, if anything happens in those games. Because it's not really highlight pitches, except in the CONCAF, you can say there'll be Canada versus USA that will be played on Sunday. So yeah, there's some Americans and there's some Canadians that are playing in um, European clubs big european clubs so they're on their way up so i think it could be an interesting game and then as well there's also some coupe de france um round of 16 action this weekend so coupe de france is the only um football that will be playing in those top five leagues that we follow on a regular so yeah you've got not as much football to pick from but you've got a bit of football to pick from probably stick to Fcon probably that's where it's most exciting and easier to view for us viewers from South Africa but depending on the country you are in maybe 
you guys get better views for for example south american football or something like that so yeah all right so um let's get into the quiz for today and yeah let's get into the questions and the first question was who was the last team or yeah, what was the last team that ranieri and benitez both played their last game against because they recently both had been sacked um the answer to that question was norwich so when i found out it was so funny it's like for me in my head i'm like the owners are like no you can lose to any team but norwich you lose norwich and your job is gone so that's honestly how i felt and yeah it's it's surprising to lose to norwich i do think that's a game that man you should be hoping to take three points from there so yeah um next question was who called jamie carragher a donkey and that would be leo messi and that just comes from where jamie carragher was saying that he doesn't think that ronaldo was a good was like needed for man united and so too messi and then messi called him a donkey and then carragher was like well um compared to leo messi he definitely is a donkey but i think he says he believes that messi is the goat but yeah that's another chat anyway um third question was which former barcelona stars releasing a netflix documentary or release a netflix documentary and that would be neymar and it is called neymar um yeah i haven't watched it yet personally personally i have not watched it yet but i do want to watch it um yeah just to see what's up and yeah and then um fourth question was which team is yet to concede a goal in afcon and that would be senegal so in the group stages of the afcon if you remember at the end of the group stages the episode i had i mentioned that senegal were yet to concede they scored one goal and conceded nothing so they had won the first game 1-0 and drew the next two games 0-0 and then they had just beaten Cape Verde now 2-0 so they played four games scored three goals and conceded no goal so yeah it's possible that um they could win AFCON because of their defense but um yeah they will obviously need goals they're like a constant um goal threat and then for y'all that know that Sadio Mane got um, a head collision earlier in that game, the Cape Verde game, before he scored, um, then got subbed out for that head collision. He's all fine. Um, yeah, he's he's good. I'm not sure if he'll be able to play in the quarterfinals, like start the game, but um, there's no worry or lasting effects or anything. He should definitely be in the match day squad unless something changes. But um, according to the knowledge that I have at this point in time, he's still fit enough to be part of the squad at least i think he will start though and then the final question is um or was which um club is christian or former club of his is christian erickson training at and the answer would be ix um yeah he's training with the junior side i'm happy to see that there's talks that he's going to complete a deal to brentford so Happy to see him back in the Premier League, but I don't think it's the best fit for him. But, um, yeah, no, I'm just glad that he can play because in Italy, 
you can't play soccer for over a year um, after you have had a, like a heart scare. So, um, yeah, he's just trying to play football and get back into it and um, make the World Cup squad. So, yeah, that's that's um, good determination from him. And I'm happy to see that he's back. But, yeah, that is the quiz, guys. Um, thanks for participating in the quiz. And, yeah, stay tuned. Sunday, you know, it's the poll. And next week, Thursday, again, you know, it will be another quiz. So, yeah, thanks. All right, so now it's time for Transfer Thursdays. <laughs> I don't know. I just love it. I love saying it. I don't know why. But, yeah, um, welcome to Transfer Thursdays. And this will be the final Transfer Thursdays of the January transfer window. Um, but what I want to have next week, Tuesday, probably. Um, yeah, but I'll confirm it on my social media ahead of time is i want to have a transfer roundup show so just an episode uh bonus episode for for everyone just to talk about the um what the highlight signings that have been confirmed and everything that has been confirmed in terms of the transfer window and how we're moving on for the rest of the season but i will confirm that both on my instagram and on my twitter so in case you don't have it yet um my handles are at footy intro on both so yeah you'll find out probably by sunday on which day it will happen whether it will be on the tuesday or whether it will be on wednesday but yeah let's get into the signings of the past week that i'd like to just highlight um elikim mangala if you remember him um former Manchester City centre-back, has moved to St. Etienne on a free transfer. So he was a free agent, so yeah, free transfer. And then Sergio Rico um, moves from PSG to Mallorca on loan. He was once at Fulham on loan, like not this past season that they were here in the Premier League the season before he was on loan then. And then, yeah, he got relegated to them as well. So yeah, like PSG have many goalkeepers. Like he just fell off because he was doing well at Sevilla when they were winning the um, Europa League that time and they went three in a row. So yeah, he just went to PSG and it just hasn't been great because now in goal they have Navas, they've got Donnarumma, they have um they had Rico as well and Alphonse Oriola all as options. So yeah. We also had another kid called Marcin Buka, who was a former Chelsea boy. He has sent him out on loan as well, I think, to Nice in the beginning of the season. So, yeah, they just had multiple goalkeepers. And then Sardar Azmoun has moved from, or will move from Zenit to Leverkusen on a free. It's just been confirmed now, but he will move at the end of the season. So I'm excited to see him play in one of the top five leagues because he's been doing well in the Russian league so yeah I was always ex- interested and excited to see him play each time I saw him playing Champions League football and now more more often I'll get to follow him or watch him play even in Bundesliga so yeah I'm excited to see how he he does there and then Cameron Archer moves from Villa to Preston on loan um, Cameron Archer is a 20 year old striker from Villa um, I watched him play against Chelsea in the League Cup and he scored a magnificent header. 
but then yeah, he scored four goals against Chelsea and Barrow, one against Chelsea, three against Barrow. But yeah, he just hasn't had a lot of um chances or game time because of Watkins and um Ings being ahead of him. So yeah, he's going to Preston hopefully as a good um loan spell and can probably get more minutes at Villa maybe next season or something in the Premier League. But he played his first game yesterday off the bench and he scored on his debut. So yeah, congratulations to him. I'm excited to to see him. I'm gonna keep an eye on him. And then Jeremy Boga, former Chelsea winger, Ivory Coast winger, has joined Atalanta from Sassuolo. And Anthony Martial has left United to join Sevilla on loan. And he was speaking yesterday or the day before saying that currently it's just a six-month loan or a five-month loan. And we'll see what happens at the end of the season. But he is open to a move um, maybe back to Sevilla, but leave Man United on a permanent basis. So, yes, this is the end of Transfer Thursdays. Guys, please forgive me. <laughs> Not really, but yeah. Um, thanks for, yeah, this is end of Transfer Thursdays, I guess, for the January transfer window. All right, so um, since there isn't much football happening, my episodes do have, like, a gaping hole over there. <laughs> Okay, that sounded a bit, yeah, get your mind out of the gutter, boy. But anyway, um, yeah, there's a whole segment or two that I could use either to speak about something that, like, my personal beliefs in football, or I could use it to get a guest on. So I decided that um, I'll be bringing some guests. Could have had one today as well, but, um, yeah, I decided against it also because it's a very now it's currently very new to me so i needed i wanted someone specific to fill in that um first guest um role so yeah um you'll find out who my guest is next week monday maybe i'll even announce it before but um next week monday we'll have our first guest on football introspection yeah yeah cheer 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 but anyway yes um yeah we'll have our first guest next week wednesday and then Ah, next week, Monday, sorry. And then if um, you guys would like to be a guest, um, yeah, let me know. So maybe you won't be a guest next week, Thursday, because there might be multiple people that mention it. And I'm also thinking about other people. So, um, yeah, maybe you won't be a guest next week, Thursday, but then you could be a guest in the future. So, um, yeah, let me know um, that you'd like to be a guest and what club you support and which leagues you personally follow maybe not through what like i speak about but that you follow by yourself so um what you can do is you can hit me up on instagram or twitter in the dms or mention me or whatever so you can hit me up on my um football introspection page so at footy intro on both instagram and twitter or you can hit me up on my personal it'll be at Anati underscore Sinalo on Twitter and at Anati period Sinalo on Instagram. So just in case you're not sure, Anati is spelled A-N-A-T-H-I. Sinalo is S-I-N-A-L-O. So um, yeah, if you want to let me know that you're a fan and you're interested, then 
do that and then we'll check it out but i'll also post um probably like on a story and then i'll ask if you want a thing and then you'll just like comment or whatever reply um that will either be today or tomorrow where i'll put it on my story for example so yeah just keep it in mind and yeah let me know if you're interested please so yeah um let's talk about some premier league a bit and some managers but before we get into the managers just a little bit about the premier league premier league has come out and said that um you have to have at least four COVID cases to apply for a postponement and i'm finally happy with the premier league for doing this it's actually late if we're being honest because we've had COVID for a long time so this should have been on their minds already on seeing where we might postpone games and stuff but better late than never as they say but never late is better as drake says but um <laughs> um yeah so for minimum of four COVID cases to apply for a COVID postponement and yeah i don't think it's granted that you get a postponement but at least um they will look into it and see if you can have a postponement so it even shows that that arsenal spurs game should have been played because of the amount of postponements and it's so weird that it had to go to this where there was some outrage from fans and from managers that actually now the premier league have given us uh, like some clarity on what's needed to have a postponement or to apply for a postponement but anyway um yeah i just wanted to talk about some managers that got sacked um recently benitez and ranieri uh Let's start with Benitez and Rafa, I don't think, was the correct fit for Everton. Firstly, obviously, because of his Liverpool ties, so there's always going to be a sketchy appointment. I do believe that Benitez is a good coach, but I just think that going to Everton and playing that type of football at Everton was a wrong team to do it at. Everton is a very emotional club. It's a very old-school club, traditional English club that the one thing every fan wants, but... Every but Everton, I think, is just a bit more than like a normal club. Is that they want work rate, they want heart, they want you to put your heart out on the sleeve. They just want you to just let's say break a leg, whether it be metaphorically or literally. I don't think they'll have a problem with it being literally. Well, obviously, it will be hurt, but they will just love you even more. So Benitez's type of football was very static. It was very sit back and counter attack type of football. But Everton is more like a physical, all up in your face type of football team, and yeah, that's why I don't think it it worked out. So yeah, very very need a very charismatic coach. I think will work, and I'm not. There's talks about different managers, so I don't want to speculate on who Everton might hire until they do hire someone. But I think they need to do it quite quick before um we come back from the international break. So at least that the manager gets a week or a couple of days, three four days with his team so he can give the, his thoughts and lay it out to his team and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. And then, Ranieri is the other coach that I didn't want to speak about. Um, the Pozzi family, Pozzo family from the owners of the Watford and also own Granada and also own Granada in Spain and Udinese in um, Italy. So, one of Watford's new signings, the centre-back Samir, He's at, um, he comes from Udinese. Then Jared Delafeu and Pereira, um, Roberto Pereira, who used to play at Watford, are back at, um, or 
Roberto Perez back at leading Mesa, but yeah, Delafay is also there, but not back just the first time around. But yeah, anyway, um, yeah, so they just do dealings as a family. But I was wanted to mention that I think they sacked Cisco Muneth or Cisco too early. I think it's Muneth, but yeah, you don't really see his name, but Cisco too early. Um, it was his first season in the Premier League, and he had seven games played, seven points from those seven games. That is an average of one point per game. And if you keep that up for the rest of the season, you have 38 points per game and or 38 points at the end of the season. And the magic mark for the Premier League is a 40-point mark. But we haven't always been reaching that 40-point mark. But if we were to get that 40 to that 40-point mark, maybe we pick up a surprise victory like they did against Man United. There's that extra two points, boom, they're on the 40. Um well, it's not an extra two. Well, it would be an extra two in terms of if it's game by game type of average, then you get to that forty points mark, but a free three points for them, a bonus three points for them. So, yeah, I think they sacked him too early. I don't think Ranieri is the man. I think Ranieri has a lot of um, hype, if I can say, especially since he won the league with Leicester. Um, it just hasn't worked out um, since he came back, even with Fulham, it just didn't work out. I think we should give people more time or try some other coaches. Someone like, we can look at Graham Potter when he just came into the league and he did magnificent. Or you, you go to someone experienced like a Big Sam or Roy Hodgson, just like they got a Roy Hodgson. I'm not sure if Roy will get them out of the relegation zone and keep them up, but at least you know who's got experience and he knows what to do. He knows how to keep some teams up. Ranieri, um, yeah, I don't. I, I, I think it's it's a lot that we keep on going back at, for him, especially midway through the season. Maybe give him a full season with the team type of vibe. But yeah, um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about Roy Hodgson as well. Um, not a terrible signing. Just I think solid um, transfer for manager managerial wise. He knows the Premier League well. Um, he's played decent football-ish to keep these sides up. Like with Palace over the last three, four seasons, he was there and he kept them up. And then they had the transitional period now with Vieira. So um, I think he's going to go probably with a 4-4-2. And I think maybe that might suit them because they've got Josh King and um, what's-his-face, um, Emmanuel Dennis. So those will be the two players up top for them. And you're getting your goal scorers now closer to the box. Emmanuel Dennis closer to the box. And then probably have Ismaila Saar on a wing. You can also play him up front at a point if you want. So you can have your more offensive players playing in higher positions. So um, solid defensively, like a Sissoko, maybe cleverly in midfield, or Loza or someone there. But then... Yeah, I think um Roy Hudson will come through with the four four two and then at least give Watford a chance of staying up. Um yeah, if we can get Dennis firing and keeping firing, King firing and Saw firing, then there's a high chance that they will stay up. It just also depends on their defense as well. So yeah. So we've reached the end of the episode. And yeah, thanks guys for listening to me speak again. Um, don't forget to hit me up if you are to be a guest or know someone who'd like to be a guest. Check out my stories um, on Instagram, 
check out my occasional posts on Twitter when I do some match analysis and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so just let me know. Don't forget to spread the word about the um, podcast. I think maybe switch on your notifications and stuff like that. I don't know. Whatever tickles your pickle type of vibe. But um, yeah, thanks for listening and thanks for spreading the podcast to people. Eventually, we'll hopefully get to the big men and make this a big thing. But yeah, thanks for everything. And I'll check you guys on the next episode on Monday. Bye.